This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I saw the picture, so it just got me thinking of all those major world events and just his anus, just there, just the queen dies, his anus. You can say his name, it's yeah. fine. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I wrote this before his name had come out. I had, you know, this is this is a problem when you're trying to keep up with world events. This is this is what happens. You try to keep on the pulse of world news, and you just end up old news within an hour. Disgusting. Yes, hello and welcome to the Scarf for Gower, the podcast that thinks you shouldn't have to pay for smut. Subscribe now on our Patreon. I'll just put the link at the bottom there. That, that'd be very good. That's, that's a good little link. Jobs are good. Enough. I don't even know where the banners are. This is why you need Russ. No Russ this week, so I've got Waggy and Ben with me to cover. For the second week in a row, we've actually got news and stuff. <laughs> that, 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 those those floodgates, the news floodgates opening last Wednesday at about 6pm has just been the boost we needed. We've not got to do another podcast where we have literally nothing to talk about. How are we doing, chaps? All right? Yeah, decent, mate. Decent. Very well. Very How about well. you, Ben? Uh, having me yet again. Good to be here. You're freshly back from Spain as well, aren't you? You can tell by the, the glowing, the radiant tan, as you can tell. Gone one above kind of completely white on the Pantone chart. So, uh... Is that why you're still, <laughs> yeah. you still under a sun lamp? Exactly that. I'm sure I'm sure yeah. I'm sure so thank you to everyone who's tuned in. Got some regulars there in the comments and some irregulars. Don't forget to like the video on YouTube because that's what we keep getting told is important in the modern age. But what we've got to talk, talk about tonight then, we've got the first friendly with Lincoln. We've got a behind closed doors friendly with Wolves. We've got two signings, one of them pretty bloody big so let's start shall we with the lincoln game ben you were there give, give us give us your view give us the the view on the streets on the piazzas no it's not that's it that's italy isn't it that's, yeah what did we have in in uh in, i was about to say italy then also well, italy is in spain <laughs> um it's you know great experience 
hope we do it again. Um, mm. You know, it's county for three days, went over three days in Spain. Uh, what's not to like? There's loads of really good stuff. Um, the game itself, I don't know, can't remember. Yeah. It's not about the football, is it, really? No. Um, the first half was, I think, better than the second in terms of a game to watch. Um, it was what I would say is probably more or less our full strength 11, certainly a full strength eight or nine anyway, of what you'd expect to line up on the opening day. Um, we looked really good. Um, Sarsovic took his goal really well. Lovely through ball from someone who I'm not entirely sure who it was. Possibly At the time, everyone said it was Gape, I think. Potentially it was McDonald. Um, finished really well. Southam Hales looked excellent. He looked knackered after about half an hour, but the half an hour up to that point, he was really, really good. That kind of, you know, amusingly quick thing we've been used to on the sides. Um, we passed it round well. We looked good. Stupid goal to give away. Uh, the kind of goal that we gave away at the start of last season. Um, over, I don't know if we overcomplicated it, but a mis misplaced pass over the Hinchliff into the goal. Second half... Um, I think lacked a little bit of the composure and the quality of the first half, but Ethan Pye, for me, was head and shoulders above everyone out of... There was probably 40-odd players who played in the game because both sides pretty much put out 11 at half, different 11 at half time. For me, Ethan Pye was by far the best player on, out of the whole, the whole setup. Very good to hear. Yeah, really, yeah, really composed, got the ball down... He didn't, but if he, if he ever got caught out, he recovered well. He looked strong. He looked like someone who is more than ready just to slot in and will do really well at League Two. He looked great. Admittedly, it was a friendly in, you know, wilting temperatures and it was played at half pace and all that, but um, he he stood out a long, long way in a good way. Doing well and all because I mean, big week for Southern Hales last week, you know, on air Wednesday night and then playing a good 45 minutes on Friday. What, what a week for the Southern Hales family, exactly. I mean, it all went downhill from Wednesday, didn't it? You know, yeah. this is the yeah, yeah. All, all going well, and then you know, nothing's going to top yeah. this. And then I, was, I, I won't be surprised if he's retired by next week. It's just like nothing. I spent two weeks chasing those dizzying highs that coming on, yeah. Top. But no, it was great. The, like I say, the game itself was a footnote in what everyone was over there for, which was a bit of a jolly in Spain. So a really nice excuse. The facilities at Pinatar were great. Um, the fan event on the Thursday, to be fair, was, I think, you know, the players come out and it, it was a bit awkward because they all just kind of shuffled out like, oh, what do we do now? But then they soon got mobbed by quite a few who were over there signing shirts, loads of kids who were having pictures with them, which was great to see. Um, you know, there was some staff on hand from the club, you know, Tom Marn, the COO, was over there. Olivia, uh, good to have chats with those, like good, meaningful chats. I think, you know, I've been quite ready in the past to um, vocalise some concerns about some of the club's doings. Um, so I think it's only fair to say that, you know what, that was really good. So credit there. Um, only thing I would say is that if we're going to do it next year, which I hope we do, just give us more notice. Announce it in January. I understand the reasons why we didn't do it this year. I, th I believe, and I hope I'm not giving too much away here, I believe it was just going to be a training camp. And then the opportunity for a game came up last minute, which is why we suddenly said fans come over if you want to, rather than just come and watch us train. There's not really much of an appeal in that. But if we're going to do it next year, 
absolutely get it announced at Christmas, give people the opportunity to save up, um, put some money aside and all that kind of thing. And, you know, got chatting to a Preston were over there the day before us. I was chatting to a Preston fan on the plane and they said there were 1,200 of them and they were playing a Gibraltar like pub team, but we still took 1,200 over. So it'd be good if we could do something similar. I'd, I'd absolutely, absolutely love that. From speaking to Salah Rails last week, he, he he went to he went to Belgrade when he was with Fleetwood on a pre-season trip. Oh, nice. I think I think we should go for something like that, shouldn't we? See, yeah. we're getting into our Europa Europa Conference League yeah. territory again. I right? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for me, if you're gonna, if I'm picking a pre-season trip, it's probably like like the Caucasus, like Georgia, Armenia. You know, you really want, yeah. go off the, like the the fringes of the Europa Conference League is where I want to be for preseason. Yeah, the type of place where you can you can go early July and possibly sit, see some like European football. Exactly you can probably, you can probably get to see yeah. some sort of qualifier or something that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's quality. Yeah, see, it seems. Um, I looked at a few of the Lincoln forums. Like obviously, they they didn't take as many fans over there as we did, but it's, it all seems to be in stark contrast from how we were setting up. We we had the whole event for the fans and everything. The players were mingling, and there's just nothing of that with Lincoln, nothing whatsoever. Didn't uh, well, I don't I don't know for definite. Um, there certainly wasn't where we were on either of the days. We had the fans event on the Thursday evening and the game on the Friday. Uh, there was the odd kind of. I think there was like a Preston fan knocking about, maybe someone in a Spurs shirt. So I assume they were just local and had come over. Bored waggy, he's gone. Um, but no, it was good. It was really good. Really nice few days. Um, hope we do it again soon. Be lovely that one. That'd be, that'd be absolutely ace. And then yeah. obviously, so we had the the guessing game with the trialists, which is always, which is why I don't tend to go to pre-season games because that part of it. And I spend yeah. half my Half the game on Wikipedia, uh, looking up these obscure players who've been released by Charlton or whatever. Yeah. But it does seem as though it's a left back who's been who was at Charlton last. Uh, Rowan McDonald and Dominic Gape seem to be the yes. seems to be agreed that they're the three names. Yeah, there was whispers of there was a key. Was it Carney? The keeper was over there as well. Carney, yeah, who what? is now not gone for. Yes, Ethan Ross was there, um, yeah. but didn't play. Hinchliffe played the full ninety minutes. There was. Again, it's, I mean, I wouldn't know Carney if he if I fell over him. So whether he was there or not, I don't know. Um, Ethan Ross definitely was. There was a suggestion he pulled up in training or something. He was hobbling or limping a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't be given the news today. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Ethan Ross termination tweet in the next the next few yeah. hours. Really, not to, not in like a Logan's runway, but in a no. He's not like being. Like, <laughs> Like Simon Wilson's now, like some like executioner, just dispatches people in the Carrington boardroom. Yeah. Well, as, as we found out on last week's show, in in what was another, it was a show for, like packed with exclusives last week, and another one was that Ethan Ross only only found out the day before they were flying that he was going because Bobby Jones had got injured. So right. I would suggest that, along with not playing a minute over there, I would suggest. Yeah, the fact that he wasn't booked on at the mm. same as. You know, Quigley's, by all accounts, I think it's been suggested he's been at Carrington, but was, you know, he obviously wasn't in Spain. So it doesn't sound like he's featuring any plans for next season. Um, I would imagine Ethan Ross is in the same boat. But, good, which, you know, is a shame for both of them. Hope we do well. Um, But interesting to see Crankshaw featuring so heavily. I think he looked like... Very much so. He looked like Ollie Crankshaw on Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday. So, um, yeah. 
very lively, kind of in a good way, kind of slightly aggy and slightly angry in that kind of way that he plays, um, taking people on, shooting at will, which is, I think, what Crankshaw offers. That it's, you know, people talk about, you know, he needs a little bit more end product or a bit more composure and all of that. And I think maybe, yeah, he, he probably doesn't. He probably say himself he could do with scoring a few more goals, but. I think you don't want to coach out that little bit of, in a good way, that little bit of that wild card out of him because then you've just got another sideways pedestrian footballer. Um, I think what he offers is something that we were missing at the end of last season. Absolutely, yeah, that's something a bit different. Yeah, it, it is that unpredictability. That's, that's exactly, exactly it. I think because um, last this time last year we were trying him, trying to make him into a second striker. And that's obviously not come off. And now now it's right wing back by the looks of it. So God knows what it could be this time next year. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see an awful lot of him. Again, to be honest, I'll be completely honest. I didn't, I wasn't kind of stood there with me pen and notepad like Hedgy would be. Kind of watching the game I was kind of, you know, had my mind on other things. Um, but I didn't see an awful lot of him as a right wing back. He seemed to be a lot more going forward. And, you know, I would be... I don't know. Is he a right wing back? I don't know. Well, we, if we've got Noyle and Southam Hales fit, I don't know if we need to be playing Crankshaw in that kind of position. For me, his, his strengths would lie um, going forward and being that nuisance that he can be. Um, the other thing that we spoke about when we were over there was the, the possibility of whether we could see Southam Hales and Noyle in the same lineup. With Southam Hales furthest over and Noyle almost playing the same role as Akil Wright did last year. Well, having that moves us on nicely to the behind closed doors game with Wolves yesterday because Noyle did start as right centre-back in a three with Crankshaw as a wing-back. Right. And then, then we switched to a four at the back second half and it's Salvin Hales. About, but I would not be surprised to see Noyle. Mm. If, if Salvin Hales is looking as good as everyone's saying and he's going to stay fit, then why, why, yeah. why would you not? You can get them both in. That's it. I think with Southam Hales, his ability and every you know everything about him is you can't really fault it. He's he's outstanding. It's it's just keeping him fit, and it's not even keeping him fit because he's clearly incredibly fit and he's a proper athlete. It's keeping him injury free is the challenge. That if you look over the last, I remember whenever it was probably the start of season just gone that I said that in all the games we played since he joined the club he'd missed more than half of them through injury. I know he was suspended once or twice, but pretty much all through injury. And then he's not played since Boxing Day. So that's another half the season gone. The, that's a lot of games to miss. And for an integral, you know, for what is an integral kind of important player, um, if we can get a full season out with him without him getting clattered into some advertising hoarding or, you know, breaking something or, of a catastrophic injury he seems to struggle with, then we've for me, we've got potentially one of the best players in the division. Um, yeah. And he's so dangerous. Um, and I think the only good thing that Rusk pretty much did for us was that he used to kind of really employ Southam Hale's pace more than we see on yeah. the Challenger. Um, but yeah, that's, um, let's not go down that route. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that's, that's not... Yeah. Uh... That's not good. It's, it's preseason is no time to be talking about Steve, is it? That's that you, you bring you bring Steve up in October when you've lost a couple of games and fancy. That's fancy it. When you think we're stuck down here, season, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So in, in between, when we're waiting for a taxi out to Pinatar, 
from where we were staying, um, like local equivalent of Uber or whatever it was. They said, like, your taxi driver is Steve. We are like, just imagine, just imagine if this is what he's doing now. Ferry and tourists around Torreviaca. Oh, God, how the mighty have fallen. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Even uh, even Gareth Southgate's seen through him and he's uh, driving taxis. Right, it was a 1-0 win in the behind-closed-doors friendly against Wolves. It was obviously a side we played last season as well. But Rydell assist and a Tanto goal, which is always a very encouraging start to pre-season. Exactly what we saw um, in the Salford home game in the playoffs. Yeah. It was a Rydell assist and um, Tanto header, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely lovely. Yeah. Right. Few days. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, we're going to see see a fair bit of Tanto this season. I think this is this is going to be his. He, he seems well up for it. Like, yeah. I know we, although we, we we did say the same thing on here, me and you, about Frank Mulhern when we came up into the National League. But yeah, you know, we, we we can be right this time. It's all right. Do fair, Mulhern was all right. Things but... running from the halfway line, didn't they, in the National League? So... That was National League. Yeah, Dover, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he's still he's still popping in bangers now. Every six months, he'll pop up on my timeline with another one. Yeah, he's um, rattled in. Moved again. He's at Scarborough now, isn't he? Yeah, he's moved to. Um, I always thought there was a national league player in Frank. I thought he was class. Um, but there we go. Um, I think Waggy's handed in his notice. He's done. No oh, headphone issues. He, he had he had them when we first logged on. Oh bloody hell. Well, you can hear more of Waggy in the uh, Courtyard Club call with Russ when the season starts. And we've got our show we're, we're going to record next week. And then, yes, all, all yeah. Dave Dave Smith never existed as we've. Uh... Um, well, I'm going to prove otherwise that he did exist. So, uh, I'm not having it. You're, you're in on it as well. I'm going full Letitia with this. Fans of um, the more niche county content and trivia and those who lurk on the fringes of society get involved because you will. Enjoy it. There's a lot of um, unheard or unheard kind of stats, trivia, quizzes for the more yeah discerning county fan. So yeah, I think we're doing. I think the first one's actually a quiz, isn't it? We're doing a quiz. It's gonna be a quiz. Can we name? We can name the guest. Can you well mind? He's yeah, yeah. Of... I mean, he's got a name. He's not Hugh Edwards. You know, he can. His no, name can be used. He won't be able to go anywhere else. We'll like, get Hugh on. Yeah, yeah. He's career. I know. I know I'd... I know, I know I'd rather see our guests asked than Hugh Edwards, to be honest. I don't know. I, don't know. I think I've seen it in a way game before. That was enough. Yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah, quite possibly, yeah. yeah. If he's not already an official friend of the show, soon to be an official friend of the show, Cy Lomas will be taking part in the first ever County Podcast quiz, or certainly the first yeah. ever Dave Smith Never Existed quiz, and it'll be I'll be your quiz host, and it'll be Nick getting, I would imagine, soundly thrashed by so like silo mass yeah. at some point in the coming weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that'll be... Yeah, I think, I think we'll record possibly next week and then it won't take long to release. So that'll be in your... Yeah. And if you want to subscribe, you can see the link across the bottom. And, and it is. Everywhere else. Also, can avoid it, it. It's that anyone listening can absolutely take part in. Um, you can play along at home or work or on the bus or wherever you listen to or consume this podcast. Um, absolutely. It's something that is an option for you to take part in as well um, and see how you fare against um, Nick or Simon. Simon. Audience. Simon. audience yeah. Pass. So, yeah, we're going Simon now. It's, it's like Andy yeah. Cole when he wanted yeah. to be taken more seriously. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so in, in between the 
the Lincoln and Wolves games. We, uh, I think it's fair to say marquee signing. Would you not agree, Nick Powell? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, un- again, it's one of those, if he's fit, if everything on paper kind of falls into place, then we've probably got the outstanding player of League Two. Um I don't know enough about his recent career. You know, I've seen the clips of him at Crew and know that he went to United and all that. But he's played a lot of games at a higher level in recent years. Probably not as many as he would have liked to have done. But um, he's played a lot of games at a good level. He's come down to us. He's still, you know, he's not 34, 35. He's still in his 20s. So if we get that player, hopefully he is what we hope him to be and not another Adam Hamill. You know, he's probably the last comparable Big name, not quite as big as Nick Powell, but you remember when he was signed in well, like September 2019, we were all looking at the videos of him scoring screamers at Wembley from like 40 yards and thinking, bloody hell, we've got someone special here. I think he played like three or four games, scored a goal at Trafford in a friendly, and that was it. <laughs> I never saw him yeah, again. It was about, about the size of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it to you that uh, in, in true football cliches fashion, actually, because I know you're a listener as well. Yeah. Nick Powell is the, I'm trying to think how to phrase this now. Of all the big summer signings we've made, he gives off the most picks up a knock before the first game of the season and starts the season on the bench energy. Yes, I think he does. Who else? Uh, yeah, have we got anyone else who fits in that bracket of, yeah, it's basically like our, our Darren Anderton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All summer, so excited to see this guy pull the county shirt and he gets yeah. 10 minutes and a defeat at home to Gillingham on the first day. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. That's the I don't again. I don't know if he's got a bad injury record or if he's, you know, he's, has he been clobbered and he's kind of been out for six months or does he play three games and he's out for two? I, I don't know. Um, no. Hopefully, it comes off. Hopefully, he's a good player. Hopefully, he's not constantly in um, physio room. So we will see. Yeah, someone in the yeah Waggy's playing there. He played twenty five for Stoke last season. Yeah. On his again, it's that thing that we said this about, you think of those kind of really talented special players we've had, like, you know, Adam Hamill, I suppose. But the main one I always think of is Adam Proudlock. That people, I, I, I say this, every county fan says this, Peter Ward said this, that on his day, he was a championship player. And he was, undoubtedly. Problem is, his day was once every 10 or 12 games. And it's great when that comes off, when they're in the mood. But if they're not in the mood, you can't afford to carry them for 10 games out of every 12. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's the only thing we had. People say that on his day. That's that's a kind of a big asterisk of he's great, yeah. but there's some underlying problem somewhere. So hopefully... It, um, it's similar to what we had with Niall Bell, albeit for very different reasons we should... No, no, I nearly gave something away about the quiz then, but I'm not going to. So I don't 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 no. let them let them buddy keep them on the hook, mate. Yeah. All, yeah. If if they know if they know it all, they'll all just go, won't they? Should we have a should we have a should we have a question, Nick? Would you like a bit of trivia for our listeners? See if anyone gets this right. Let, let, let's do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use my jingle that I use for my Arctic Monkeys podcast when we have a quiz question. Let's do let's do it. It's, I'm in charge, mate. That sound means it's the end of the round. Time for the bonus question. That's gonna catch on that. Like it. Like it. Time for the bonus question. So, listeners and Nick, we have signed a new keeper today, I believe, from Forest, Mr. Smith. Um, question is answer in the comments 
And I'll be very impressed if anyone gets all of the names. And in fact, if you do get all of the names, I don't believe you that you've clearly looked this up because there's a couple which are almost completely unobtainable. So please name all of the keepers who have been on the bench behind Ben Hinchliffe in a competitive game. So um, National League North, National League, FA Trophy, FA Cup, Carabao Cup and League Two, not the Senior Cup. So all of the keepers who have been on the bench behind Ben Hinchliffe since the start of 2016-17, please. There's a couple of really obvious ones. I'll give you Ian Ormson. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, but the, I won't give away the total number yet. So there we go. If anyone gets it, I'll be very impressed. Um, don't look I'm, 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 I'm wondering if, if I should just hit you with the most obvious ones that I can think well, of. Well, let's, let's eliminate three of them. So, uh, Yaros. Obviously, we've said Ormson. Ethan, Ethan Ross and yep. Ash, Ashby Hammond, whichever one of the Ashby Hammond brothers it was. Luke Ashby Hammond. Luke Ashby Hammond. Uh, Dane Smith. Did he did he make it onto the bench for one of them? He did. Or was he yeah. just Dane Smith did? Behind us and... He made it on. Yeah, in fact, Dane, that's, that's Dane Smith was with us as early as 2011 12 when we first dropped into the Blue Square Premier, then disappeared. That is mental. And then I assume he came back. I assume he wasn't with us the whole time um, and then came back. But yeah. Yeah, because we would have had the. Someone's asked. Um... Who, who, who was number one when we had Hermer? Was it Orm, was Ormson number Ormson. one then? Well, it's Ormson and King. King, that was it. King. And O'Donnell. No, no, well, not O'Donnell. That was a, O'Donnell was 12, 13 when we dropped. Yeah, it was King and Ormson and a little bit of Glennon. Um, comments, Dean Henderson, no, that was 15, 16. Was under Jim, yeah. but Hinchliffe wasn't at the club then. Arrestadu, no, that was under, was that under De Young? Or maybe the, the maybe the end, start of Jim, end of Young, but either way, it was 15, 16. Hinchliffe wasn't yeah, at the club. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so right. someone said Brown. Who's Brown? Uh, Brown. Yeah. So, so someone said Yaros, Luke Ashby, Hammond, Brown, Ormson. Forgot the others. Brown. Brown. If there is a Brown, I've not got it on my list. Not to say it's no. not right, but I haven't got a Brown. Brown. We've got obviously James Brown at right back. I can't think of another. I can't think of one. Um, in recent times. Fitzsimmons is one. Ross Fitzsimmons. On, we got him from Boston. Later went to yes. Weymouth and Chesterfield. And just signed uh, for Scunthorpe this summer. Yeah. Josh Barnes. Correct. Barnes, one. Is one. Um, don't think he plays anymore. Um, posts a lot on Instagram with his dog. Walked oh, God. <laughs> so, it's where he's doing well for himself. Uh, Follows me on Instagram, but that's about it. That's all I know with that. Josh is saying there's a brown. Uh, no, no one else. This this might have been Josh just imagining this because no one else. No one else is. People are coming up with some comprehensive list here, and there's no one yeah. called Brown in any of them. Yaros, Who's yes. The... Joan, Bobby Jones, Ian Olson, Ashby Hammond, Ethan Ross, Ross Fitzsimmons, Josh Barnes. Yes, so. I, there's only one more actually that hasn't been named, which I didn't think we'd get to this point so quickly. If anyone comes with it now, then they've locked it up. Yeah, 
Yeah. I genuinely, I mean, there's some, there's some there that I'd completely, completely forgotten. So the chances, chances of getting this one, I'd one forgotten Bobby appear, Coleman. It was one substitute appearance. Well, not, not even an appearance. He, he was on the bench once, this guy. See, so this is just... Was it alone or...? He was on the bench once. <clears throat> this is horrible. I wish I had some like generic quiz music to put underneath yeah. it. Some generic dramatic quiz. Should we, um, should we move on and come back to let let people guess? See, see if anyone gets that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's going to be good. That yes, uh, Nick Powell. We were on. It's it's yeah. one of them. If he's available for the same percentage of games he was for Stoke, and he can impact those games, then it's a great signing. Yeah, where is he going to? Who does he replace? Could you assume he's he's in the eleven? He's he's not come to sit on the bench or play one in four yeah. if he's fit. So, you know, you've got the midfield axis, Crowsdale, Collis, Arsenic, I suppose, is the classic three. Yeah. Um you've also got Hippolyte, you've got Evans. Um, I mean, you could you'd see uh, Powell going in ahead of both of those, I suspect. Yeah. Um I don't know. We don't win games. Do I, know he's not, I know he's not the same player, the same position, but we don't win games without Ryan Crowsdale. We don't win games. The Salford home game, playoff, which we didn't... Did we win? No, I suppose we won that in 90 minutes. So, did we? we did, yeah, we won it one... Did we? Yeah, we must have yeah. yeah, we won one, one yeah. up at full time. And then, yeah. Yes. So that would count as a win. I think that's pretty much the only... Maybe like one of only two games we've won where Crowsdale hasn't started since Jim was manager. Yeah. Which which is just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. That's the type of stuff you're gonna get on the podcast. That's, that's the type of niche it stuff is. you're gonna get on the spin-off podcast that is. I think right it there. was Bromley away in December 2020. We won 2 0. Crowsdale didn't start. And then the hot then we didn't win again the rest of that season without Crowsdale starting. He started every game in the title season, so didn't count. There may have been one at the start of season just gone. We won without him starting. But generally, if Crowsdale doesn't start, we don't win. So right. yeah. I just yeah. hope we don't do the yearly attempt to phase him out before finding out. Because yeah. we'll we'll be we'll be in uh we'll be playing a fair bit of catch up if we if we do that yeah. this season. A lot of people suggesting we might see Powell up front as well. Might see him up top while Wotton's out. Yeah. But then what would what what about when Wharton's back? Well, I say he's going to have to. Are we banking on Sars, Collar, and Powell? Like one of them constantly being injured, so to make the decision a bit yeah. easier. Possibly. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough, isn't it? Um, we've got you know it's a great position. You know, it's always that thing. It's a nice headache for the manager to have and all that. But is it an unnecessary headache for the manager to have that we've got? Pretend, you know, because I say I don't imagine he's a Crowsdale kind of defensive midfielder kind of oh. thing. Um, so then you have got currently Sarsovic, Collar, Powell, Hippo, Evans, a little bit wider. You've got kind of Crankshaw, Rydell, all of them occupying that slightly advanced midfield space. Admittedly, you know, Rydell and certainly Rydell is going to go further back, but. Yeah, then you got Madden. You know, there's a lot of talk about him becoming almost like a number 10 and dropping back. Yeah. Um, 
you got Tanto, who you think would be that, you know, he's not going to do that as much. Um, I've, I've no idea how it's going to play out. And, I've, and I just worry, is it going to be, we don't really know where we're going to accommodate him. Yeah, sorry, in the comments as well, Callum Camps as well. Yeah, well, that's it. That's, that says it all about the issue we've got there. Is yeah. we've not even mentioned Callum Camp. Yeah. Like, Callum Camp is regarded by many, certainly outside of the club, as a League One midfielder. Yeah. And we've just we just spent five minutes talking about our midfielder, not even mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's absolutely mad. Just I, mean, I know, I know. It's yeah, it's, it's common to say, oh, it's a nice problem for the managers to have. I, if I was a manager, I wouldn't like that problem. Bloody horrible having to yeah. ruin someone's day. Oh God. And these, these are all professional footballers who are used to playing as well. Who are like yeah. And it, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's which way do you look at it? Because, you know, if we start with Collar, Crowsdale and Sarsavik, and then we've got Powell, Hippo, Evans and Camps on the bench to bring on, then that's pretty impressive. Um, maybe maybe we do have, we don't have a three. We have this kind of fluid six or seven who are all interchangeable and, you know, yeah. you know, in, Maybe, maybe. Um, but I think certainly those days of having a strongest 11 for me feel quite outdated. Um, you might have a kind of strongest key four or five, that kind of classic spine. But beyond that, it all become yeah, you've got multiple players who can slot in and play alongside each other and they all offer something different, which is what we want. Which is what we want. Um, just going back to some of these keeper answers. Danny Hurst, no, he'd gone. He left in 2015-16. Josh Schofield is a good shout, but I don't think he's ever featured on the bench. I think he was always third choice. Um, he may have featured in a trophy game last season. No, because Ethan Ross played in them. Hinchliffe played in Ethan Ross. So I'm going to say no, but if it is Josh Schofield, then there's someone else I'm thinking of. Excellent. I don't. I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of this one. I don't think anyone's going to get this by the end. It's going to be going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Right before we get on to our next signing, I'll play the little. Uh, what do you call it? This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show, and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk for county fans by county fans. So another problem position got sorted today as we've we've got the I mean let's be honest sub goalkeeper talking of talking of sub goalkeepers I think we've found our one for the next season. Someone's someone's been on Leo's data file, haven't they? Alex Gorst one sub appearance in a four 0 defeat at Boroughwood September twenty nineteen. Um. I assume. Oh my word! Yeah, I'm assuming that is. Um, I know who that the guy who's posted that. I think I know who that is. I'm. I'm not having that. You know that. I'm not having it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about him after we've gone on gone on there. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we normally do with them all. Yeah. yeah. So yes, so sub so, keeper sorted. Um, former, formerly of Forest and just left. Yep. Um, doesn't strike. Doesn't sound like he's played a huge amount of games. Mm. Not just at Forest, but anywhere. Um, if he's a number two, yeah, happy days. We've got we we know we need a number two by all accounts. If Ross is, um, if he's, if he is going, um, but yeah, we've got, I, I hope we don't do what we've done over the last two seasons where we start with well, I hope we do start with Ben. I hope what we don't do is 
the second he kind of is perceived to make a mistake or cost us, we throw him out and we basically, we pretty much bring in someone who isn't as good. Um, we did it, Rusk did it under, you know, in September, we lost 3-0 at Halifax. We were an absolute shambles that day. One of the worst county performances in a long, long time, even, you know, accounting for the, the dark days in the, the north. And he drops Hinchliffe, um, which was a complete mistake. He comes back in six weeks later and we never look back. Did it last season. Um, I mean, we conceded five in the first two, but I don't know. I think Ben has got so much, you know, no, no one is undroppable. Nobody should have their place forever. But if we're getting to the point where we're dropping players after, you know, making one or two mistakes, then we're changing the team every single week because every single player in our team makes mistakes every game because they're playing in the fourth tier of English football. Players in the Premier League make mistakes every single game. Um, it's been proven time and again, if we take Ben out of the team, we are worse off. When Ben comes back into the team, we are better off with him in it. Um, he would have to be have a catastrophic kind of hit in form or have an injury for him to lose his place for me. And a catastrophic loss in form isn't conceding two poor goals at home to Gillingham. It's a sustained period of mistake after mistake after mistake, which he has not done in the previous seven seasons of almost playing every single game. So I, I he's got to be our number one. If we're going to, you know, if we're going to go out and sign Allison from Liverpool, yeah, fair enough. He's better than Hinchliffe. Bring him in. I think everyone would agree with that. But I'm not. He's, Ben's got to be our number one. Got to be. Would you? What would you say we're looking for in the market now? Otherwise, you'd expect the two midfielders, McDonald and Gate, to be announced, which gives us even more yeah. problems mid, midfield-wise. I think you've got. I think if that happens, you've got to be looking at at least two of them going, even on loan. Yeah. And you would probably. And I like him, and I think he's got a lot to offer. But you do kind of fear for Evans. I think that. He would, you know, we're not going to send Collar out on loan. You know, potentially we could sell Collar, but he's certainly not going to send him out on loan. We're not going to send Sarsenic out on loan. I wouldn't have thought, unless he's, is he in the final year of his deal? Final year. Potentially he's, he's got a kind of a agreement with somebody or other. Um, you know, come on loan for a year, then we'll buy you. There was talk that MK Dons were in for him, but I can't, still can't see that. So you would think someone like Evans would go on loan. If we bought Powling, where does that leave camps? Um, you know, he kind of split opinion last season as to whether he was as effective or as dynamic as he could be. He was tidy, but was he the one who kind of did that collar and started it role in the National League of making? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days we count with you great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Things happen, probably not enough for me. Um, so he could be one at risk. So, But I've no idea. Maybe, we, maybe we're going to announce three, two midfielders and we've got three of them ready to leave the club next week. Um, yes. I can't see how we can accommodate two new midfielders and nobody else going. I mean, in terms of players that don't have to be registered as well, is it? I mean, obviously, Stretton would be one of them, which is that's, that's a no go. There's no point yeah. registering him because he's not to play the season. Then does Rydell still count as. He's got to be. Oh, yeah. Rydell. He's been like 21 for about the last four years, hasn't he? he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's got the Jesse Lingard syndrome, hasn't he? Benjamin, not Martin. not the shit, Danielson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Benjamin. We, we, got, we got we got what is uh, your area of expertise? Kits this uh, this week. Yes, Primary, I do. The, the long awaited like kits. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? They're good. I've got a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> Bagged a couple of new ones this week as well. Actually, um, in fact, I'm going to be shameless now. I'm going to say I've got two new ones. I've got Stuart Barlow's long sleeve 0405 home shirt, which is nice if you're into that kind of thing. And also Callum Camp's third shirt from last season. I will be getting my hands on in a few weeks once it arrives with the sponsor. Um, so on that note, in the spirit of that, if any of anyone listening does have any match worn or player issue county shirts from any year, um, even from season just gone, or any season at all, and you would like to weigh them in, um, or even just get an offer on them so we know what they're worth, hit me up, County Shirts on Twitter, um, and I will probably end up giving you a lot of money for some shirts. So do it. Pay for your holiday. Yeah. Pay for your season ticket that you can't buy anymore. Pay for a new shirt. Pay for, you want. Pay for your trip to Belgrade next season. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. all here. Just hit me up, and I will take them, because I've not got enough. I've got enough. Yeah. Never enough. Never enough. We should we should probably uh, rank the three shirts this, this season then. Rank. Yeah. Kits or shirts? Well, see, see, yeah, this is it. It's, it's almost two separate discussions. Let, let's go shirts to start with. Because because I the kits will never be spot on because I'm just waiting for amber socks and it's mm. not going to happen. Um, my least favourite, and that's not to say I don't like it, but my least favourite is the away shirt, the same peppermint, as they call it. It's a keeper peppermint. shirt. It's a keeper shirt. I said this yeah. last week. It's a keeper shirt. Um, that is my least favourite. Uh, but I do like that as a kit with the black socks. So it's, yeah. I don't really have a strong opinion either way about the home and the third. I like them both. Um I like the yellow against the black rather than gold. I think that looks really good. Um, I'm going to say the black because I think the, what the home one suffers from is the same as the home one from the season just gone, is that it's only the front. You don't get the pattern on the back. Yeah. If the pattern repeated on the back um, and it wasn't just kind of sewn onto a plain blue panel, then you know from behind, it looks exactly the same as the shirt from the season just gone. So... I am going to say the black third one is my favourite, um, yeah. followed by the home, followed by the peppermint away. 
Uh, I'd go the same way. And then the keeper yeah. shirt. By the sounds of it, it's the same in the club shop as well, because I, th- I think the medium of the black one is pretty much sold yes. out now. Yeah, it's gone, uh, which I'm not surprised about um, at all. Hopefully we can get some more in before I hope so. February, um, like last season. Be nice, on it? The keeper shirt's come out today, hasn't it, on Smith's yeah. unveiling. It's the same, I think we said this a few weeks ago, it's, it's the same keeper shirt that pretty much every club who have got Puma have got this yeah. season. It's kind of a chevron in like it's sublimated fab, um, chevron kind of thing. Green with a slightly darker green chevron. It's nice, but it's exactly the same as what City and whoever else have got Puma have got Arsenal. Are Arsenal Puma still? I think they are, aren't they? I think are they, they are, yes. Yeah. It'd, so. it'd be nice. That's, that, that'd be a nice next step when it comes to the kits, actually. Having, having like proper bespoke, unique goalkeeper kits. Go back to the 90s ones. Well, that, I can't that, think of one. So, 95, 96 is the last one I can think of that was like properly. Oh no, there was a Adidas one, the yellow and black one, a few years later as well. The checkerboard we wore at Main Road. Yes. Main goal. Yeah, we had that. That's the one. Um, we had this awful kind of purple and green with almost like oyster shell print that season as well. Yes, we Ian did. Gray wore it a few times, um, and then since then. What did we have? Patrick. No, in fact, the Patrick ones were brilliant. We had six. There was slight. Here we go. Putsy's. There we show. go. Now you're talking. So we had Patrick from 99 till 2002. And I think we had six different colours over the kits, but they were slightly different. Three of them, one template, three of them, slightly different template. But we had a blue, a green, and a yellow of one design, and a pink as well, I think. We had a pink one. Which Carlo Nash wore at Wimbledon and Norwich, perhaps. And then we had an orange one. And then James Spencer came on at Norwich after 30 seconds when Dibble was sent off, last game of 0102. He made his debut, came on, he was 16. And he basically wore what looked like a training jumper. It was like this grey thing, no sleeve, no sleeve patches or anything. Don't you think it had a crest on it? It was just like Robinson's best bit. Um, so yeah, the Patrick ones were good. Patrick with TFG, which is dire. Um, anything else since then has been catalogue fodder, really, hasn't it? I think. Do you prefer a long sleeve or a short sleeve keeper? keeper I want long sleeve. I want heavyweight fabric. I want patch. I want the big kind of pads sewn in shoulders, elbows. Um, I want kind of sticky bits of whatever to make the ball stick to me. It's got to be at least four sizes too big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you want Champos USA ninety four? That's what you want. Yeah, don't wear a slim fitting short sleeve shirt. No pads, have it all. Um, I've got Alan Ogley's keeper shirt from sixty mm. seven, and it is like wearing it's a thick wool, like a woolen jumper. Uh, yeah. It's a really thick, heavy thing, and how we ever played in that, especially when it rained. Oh God, yeah, Ridiculous. heavy ball, heavy shirt. Yeah. That's no, it. Did, did, what what the the Sorry, negative thing I wanted to bring up about I the kits? I do think with the kits that I think the club have done a good job with them. I think that um, if you think since you know kind of the post Vita or Vita onwards ones, the first season were a travesty, just catalogue fodder. Um, they've got progressively better since then. I think these are the strongest set that they've had. Um, I've said I'm not a huge fan of all this. Let's hark back to some 
thing in the past and kind of give it. Yeah, a the whole bump that's written with it just got right on. No, right. Let's create something new. Let's let's do something which we can look back on in thirty years' time that is new and innovative and exciting, rather than constantly harking back to something. Uh, I know that's kind of what everyone does and what every brand does and all of that, but I'd like I'd like us to do something new and innovative. We haven't necessarily done that with this season's home shirt, but as a hark back to something, it's done well. I've said for years and years and years, all our best shirts have had red on them. And I stand by that. All of them, every shirt we've ever had, which has been really strong, has had red on them. For some reason, we've avoided red for this weird, made-up, non-existent rivalry with United that we don't have. Um, I'm really glad to see that we've got red back on our shirts. And if we're not going to use amber or yellow, which we should be doing, then red is the next best thing. As a kind of accent colour, it sets the kits apart brilliantly if we'd used it last year on the home shirt subtly you that could have been a throwback to 93 94s yeah actually had there was enough there so i'm glad we're using it again this year yeah it's going to be interesting to see where they where they go with football shirts now, it seems like they're a bit of a crossroad that the 90s thing has been milked now like arsenal have redone their kits from the 90s and it's like well where, where are you going to go now? It's going to be. But yeah. well, Chelsea have gone like late nineties with their new one, and it just doesn't look right. I don't how know. Is, I've seen this. It's like how is it? They've called it like "Hello to the night, like, "Hello to the nineties and all the marketing bump. How is it a nineties shirt? It's plain blue with like an iridescent crest. It's like that's not nineties. That's what's nineties about it. There's nothing nineties. Looks about like it. it looks like when you see like a shit drama from the nineties and. It's set around a football team in, in a particular episode, and it, it's just a generic kit that they put on because yeah. they don't want to advertise or anything. It just looks yeah. like that. It's very weird. Yeah, it's like kind of thing you get like, on Pro Evo. Kind of shirt you get on a greetings card, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Exactly, exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Someone doing yeah. one of them greeting cards, them greetings card, greetings headers. card headers. Yeah, <laughs> to uh, only see on a greetings card. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you completely. Now, let's. I, I get the nineties. It's cool and all that kind of stuff but come on let's do let's create something new let's create something that you know in 30 years time our kids are going to want to recreate and look back on um rather than us constantly looking backwards ourselves do you you think there's anything to be gained from getting fans to to design them Is, is that something you get on board with as we discussed last week um getting fans to design them if the fans have suitable knowledge and expertise it wouldn't be. It'd be in, in in my imagination. It'd be just a competition like, aimed at children. But I'd take it really seriously. No, no, I think what would be great, and I do, and this is something that I do think. Um, now I'm sure the club love my feedback, so they can have a little bit more now. That there is opportunity, I think, for the club to consult more with the fans, um, other than the stadium stuff, which you know has gone very very quiet. Um, I don't think there's been any consultation really on anything since Vita took yeah. over. You know, we've got a lot right. You know, the courtyard's been great, the stadium expansions and all of this. There's been some stuff which hasn't gone down too well. And admittedly, they've kind of rode back on it and rectified it. But I do just think there's some stuff which just ask the fans what they want. Um, it's not a shine of weakness. You know, it's, it's research. There's loads of good value. There's loads of goodwill to be gained from it. Um and that's not to say that that has to be a certain group of people or a certain individuals or whatever. There's 
5,000 season ticket holders who I'm sure would all, and a lot of them would happily offer an opinion. I know we gob off on air and on Yellowboard and everything, which is a source of feedback. And undoubtedly, they do take stuff on board from there and from here and all of that. But I just think some kind of meaningful consultation on stuff would be, yeah. would be worthwhile. Um, but in terms of kits, I don't think, I mean, yeah, it's a kind of a nice thing or get like your six-year-old to send in a picture of the kit. But if it's anything like my six-year-old, five-year-old, <laughs> so it's like it's a bit oh that's good like so but i do think you know there are people within the fan base and who can have who have got those ideas have got that expertise and have got that kind of knowledge to do stuff um and i remember i think it was when for the 0607 kits we had a shortlisted down to like four or five and the fans got a vote on it, and we ended up with that chess band one. And I think at the time the vote was a little bit rigged because whoever it was at the time was like trying to dictate which one we had, and the vote was a bit of a sham. But why not do something like that? Why not have some kind of fan consultation? It doesn't have to be on the home shirt, on an away shirt, or something, yeah. a pre-season shirt, or something um, that feels like the fans have got a little bit of ownership on something. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. That I think. I think. Uh, I, I'm. I'm just. My one piece of advice, if there had been a consultation thing, would have been no more fluorescent shirts. So I'm. I'm very happy to have moved away from that. I'm, I was yeah. very bored of the whole fluorescent third shirt thing. Yeah, we, we've just done it. Thing. We've done it too many times. No. So yeah, let's. Um, yeah, like I say, let's let's try and do something new. That would be my wish for next season shirts. Um, yeah. And that doesn't have to be, you know, totally reinventing the wheel or anything. I'm not asking to have like zips on the shirts or anything stupid like that. But let's just try and create something that's genuinely new and exciting um, with the shirts. Um, that's not to say these ones. I think they've done a really good job with these new shirts. I do like them, but I'd like us to look forward now rather than looking backwards. Do you think we're going back to our correct shade of blue now as well? I've pinpointed it to dropping out the championship. We had the Patrick shirt, and yeah. then we went to went to TFG and went to a lighter blue, and never really came back. Yeah, we did. We we did go. We dropped. Yeah, that I, that Patrick home shirt, oh one oh two, which is the shirt we wore when Hardik scored. Hardik scored yeah. two goals against City. If anyone's not sure, so it's all blue, big broad white band down the sleeve. Um, for me, is one of our best ever home shirts. Really smart, really simple. It's just classic. It's great. Shame it's associated with such a dog shit team, but it's associated with a bunch of kids who couldn't fill it as well. Yeah, it makes it look worse. Yeah, yeah. Andy Welsh, Andy Welsh in one. someone else's PE kit. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that was a strong blue. If if you line up all the shirts from then to now, essentially, the variation in them is just ridiculous because we've been stuck with you know whatever shade of blue joma or nike or yeah. umbro offer from the catalog um if we do have a a county blue then let's just whatever it is let's decide on it and let's be consistent with it and let's make sure that is the same blue we use every season um rather than having this kind of really pissy watered down kind of um identity which is what we've had for the last 20 years because we've been so inconsistent and had no control over the shirts that one the basically the tfg shirt that casual co did for us the white chest band one the 0607 yeah. nine game unbeaten run shirt um is probably a true county blue 
it's that slightly yes. darker than royal blue. It's not like a navy. Uh, it's mm. got quite a lot of depth to it. That for me is probably that and the Patrick one you mentioned are probably yeah. the truest form of county blue. I think. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, the 0607 shirt, which many many people love, done in conjunction with fans who are in that business and know what they're doing. And yeah. um, so there we go. A shirt, that, yeah, a shirt that people still go on about today. Some something yes. in that. Definitely. Uh, I'll crack a bit of admin out before we uh, wrap up. So the club, I don't know why I'm pushing club stuff, but yeah, fans forum. So uh, any questions that you don't get answered in the in the chat bar on here, which is, let's face it, all of them, because I Russ looks at them more than I do. Russ looks at them and puts little stars next to him for which ones he's going to bring up. I just forget all about it because my mind runs away with me. So yeah, there's a fans forum at the start of the season. Chance to ask your questions to who is it? Is it Vaughan Wilson? Um, Wilson Challoner, Ken Knott, and Tom Mann, the new C. Well, he's not new, it's been there about six months now. The COO, um, who was out in Spain. I mean, obviously, people are going to have big, big ideas about asking certain things and then they won't turn up and it'll just devolve one, into weird questions. Second one in a row, I'm on holiday. Poor, it's why they do it when I'm away. Stop me being a gobshite in real life, as well as online. So now I'm going to have to go and ask Mark. St- ask what Mark Stott's favourite game was or something, aren't I? Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah, great question. Oh my god! Uh, also, in admin, Penno Draws has got a fantastic set of well, the first in his little county legend badges. The first one's out tomorrow night at seven, and it's Big Kev. So. I mean, I'm sure people have had a, a nightmare trying to get Taylor Swift tickets this week. So that I can guarantee that will be an easier process. I, I've seen people in tears this week on buses, like trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. I'm, I'm not allowed within 500 feet of her, so it doesn't really apply to me anyway. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have much to say about that. But no, she, she gives me the creeps, Ben. She really does give me the creeps. I can't work out why. Hmm. Well, I'm sure you give her the creeps a lot more than she gives you. The oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. just give me that chance. Give me that chance. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, so our last stuff, we have got stuff on Patreon that we've already told you about. Three pound a month gives you access to all that, as well as early access to the podcast. It'll go up. You can still watch it on YouTube for free. It'll go up on Patreon in about half an hour's time, and then. Friday at 6am it comes out and everything else. So that's good to know. Right, thank you, Ben, for joining me. Oh, actually, there's something I wanted to pick your brains about because I think I've, I saw, saw a few people mentioning it on, on Twitter. Has, has the sponsorship thing changed? Has it, has it changed this season or was it last season it changed? Because I think you've sponsored in the past, haven't you? So you oh, know. The, the player, I mean, in terms of sponsoring a player. Yeah, because I've, I've seen a few people whinging that they don't have the end of season do anymore yeah it's um we got an email about it yesterday yesterday or the day before from olivia um so last season i was it 300 295 295 pound i think it is um and you get a player one shirt of the player you sponsor various you know you get your name on the scoreboard if your player scores name in the program um, and I think there was some kind of end of season sponsors do something like that. There may be something else minor, but generally that. And then the sponsors do was cancelled for 
end of the, the close season we're in now, which I don't think went down too well because there wasn't at the time there was no kind of offer of as a apology we're going to give you X, Y, and Z. It was just mm. like cancel, sorry, nothing we can do, kind of thing, which I don't think went down too well, and you know wasn't great. Since then, so the emails come out about renewal, um, and I think as a compensation for that being cancelled, um, sponsors have been offered a corporate for the Preston friendly on the okay. 29th of July, um, which I can't make, by the way, club. So if you want to offer me one for a league game, happy to accept that. <laughs> That'd be nice. Even a midweek game would be great. Happy to do a two-course buffet. Um, and then I think as a additional package this year there's talk of a day out at Carrington like to come and watch the players train which might appeal for some won't appeal for others um to be honest I think the vast majority of people do it for the shirt um is the main so you're essentially paying 300 pound for the player's shirt and if you think back over the last even the last five years is there any player's shirt that would sell for £300 on eBay? Mm. I'll tell you that the only one possibly that would get near that would be Paddy's from the title season or the specific shirt Crankshaw played in against Bolton, Bolton. which obviously yeah. isn't on eBay. Um, <laughs> do you know who's got that? Any other? I do, I do. Um, so if you're looking at it that way, is it value for money? Some will say it is, some will say it isn't. Do the additional perks of a day out in Carrington, I think a signed programme, kind of equate to 300. I don't know. Do you do it for, Do you do it purely to get something back? Do you do it to support the club? All of that. So I'll do it again next season. I'll sponsor Ben. I'll sponsor Bellantini. Kind of keels over and dies. As long as he's at the club, I'll continue to sponsor Ben. Um so yeah, that, I think that's where it is now. It, it does seem like I know there was a bit of a complaint and a bit of noise about it. So it does seem as if the club have responded to that noise. Yeah. Um, whether it ticks all the boxes for all the player sponsors, you know, is to be seen. But again, I think it what would have been nice, it goes back to that point I made earlier, that I've sponsored now since I think 2016, 2017. So certainly the whole time, you know, the current ownership and everything's been there. Just ask us. Ask us what would kind of represent a decent package for a player sponsor and you know happy to give your thoughts um so yeah but that's the new package anyway i i want us to uh i, w- I want us to sign another banter player and then i'm, I'm going to sponsor him i think but the thing is you don't always know they're a banter player when they sign that's the problem no, i did, I did the... with uh our mate keenan <laughs> who's there well exactly he's the most Top table banter player of recent seasons. Yeah. Um, that was a Neil Young signing in the Vita era. That was that was amazing. It was. And you know that he's one on one six yard from goals and he fucks it out for a throw in pretty much. Um, but that was that was genuinely you know talk then about Madden shirt and Crankshaw shirt from that season. My number one shirt from then, Keenan Dunwell Turan. That was the first one I went after at the end of the season. I've got it. I've got that very shirt that he. Spoon the ball out against Yeovil. That is history. That is everything, that shirt. Um, so, but yeah, you don't know what you're going to get, do you? Players are announced, I think, within seconds of a press release going out. Olivia gets kind of like seven or eight emails from people. Oh, let me sponsor you, let me sponsor you, let me sponsor you. 
So you're taking a punt. You know, if it's someone like Paddy Madden, um, you're probably going to be all right. Someone like, you know, Aaron Rowe, people sponsored mm. him. Well, he played, he was on the pitch less than me last season. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you take your chance and some will come off, some won't. Yeah. Um, one, one final thing on shirts and that sort of thing. Um, I did notice Bradford today have announced their squad numbers for the season. Strikes me as very early. And they're, they're fully taken up to like number 29. It just knocks me a bit sick. Bit horrible, that. Is Kyle Wharton going to be 15 for this season? He can't be. If I'm not, that's that's why I've not got a season ticket because I can't I can't commit that type of money to a club that's going to give a striker number 15. I can't think of even an attacking player we've ever had, which is a 15. No. I can't think of many 15s, to be honest, in our past. Because you're going back there. Reem Fredeen is the only one I can think of. Fredeen, yeah. I can't think it would have been under Jim, who was 15. It's just such an odd number, 15. Yeah, it's, it's just... It, it's It's not a... It's not a number for any position, really. I mean, striker, you're talking 9, 10, and then pretty much any prime numbers after that, I'd say. I think I think it becomes acceptable in the 20s. You know, the higher the squad number gets, it's almost like the more kind of flamboyant and exotic the player is. Yeah. It's good. Um, but I can't think of any real 15. Yeah, might someone in the comments, did Reigns play 15? He did. You know, 7 8 he was 15. But I think there we two. go, yeah. But, but uh, in terms of, obviously, we, we had all those years without squad numbers. So, so I'm, I'm trying to think who was 15 in Deep Mahaman's team. Because that, that'll be that'll be a horrible blast from the past, whoever that was. Ryan McCann was sixteen. John Nolan was eighteen. Boonab, was he twelve? It may well have been Boonab. You know, it might might have been Boonab. I think. Or was he thirteen? Don't know. I was going to go down a hole then about Michael Rains and um, Paul Huntington and their squad numbers in 0910. but I'm going to save that for the the premium customers. Oh, yeah, save, that, save that for paying customers. Yeah, excellent. Um, Boonab was 21, apparently. Someone has asked a little bit further back, is this the first black shirt since the Diodora one? Um, yes and no. So it'll be the first regular season shirt that we've worn since then. We did have a black keeper shirt in 11-12 that was issued to Ian Ormson, which I've got, which Landon and the club decided on first season in the conference, um, not realising black and navy shirts aren't allowed at that level because refs always wear black. So they yeah. then sw- quickly changed it to an orange and an orange one and a green one. And Landon's testimonial shirt in 2014 when we played Mac was all black as well. Was it Parfit? Yeah. We had an orange keeper shirt, which I've also got from that game. Number 21, Danny Hurst wore it. Don't know why he was number 21. That's a yeah. upsetting number, isn't it? But no, uh, Claire Jeffs has said the numbers in Spain. Apparently, the players said they were just random, which helps me breathe breathe easy at night. No, I mean they were and they weren't because Southam Hales was two. Like they all, a lot of them did. Crankshaw, I think, when he came on, had a number that you'd associate with Crankshaw. Yeah, he? Tanto had twenty still. He, he was the yeah. only one in the starting eleven not to have a one to eleven number. Yeah, it's funny that the that must mean something to him. In the same way that Proudlock was always 31, generally. I think he was 28 at Wednesday, but he was 
31 and if you look at me dropping names in now but like when I spoke to him like he messaged me on whatsapp it kept before I had his number it came up as proudly 31 so 31 must mean something to him and Joe Lewis was 31 at Torquay and he's 31 at County as well yeah so there must be something some kind of superstition or something attached to it it is a number that intrigues me a bit, 31, actually. That, that's that's one of the ones I use on Football Manager for, like, a, a youth player who's breaking through. I, I don't know I don't know why 31, but, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more alarmed that, at the prospect of Kyle Noyle going into the season with number three on his shirt again. That's, that's, that's the sort of stuff that's going to... Not, if, if he's going to be playing right right wing back, right back, or right centre back, he can't. Two or a, just three. a random number. Yeah, two, 12... We don't have 12, do we? No, it's the uh, Blue and White Army, that, isn't it? I like that. I don't, I couldn't give a shit. I think it's shit, yeah. Naff. Um, I think the last number 12 we had was Ian Ormson in the conference. It was, yes. Number. Um, we'd obviously, even 13 is traditionally a sub-keeper, but Ross and Jaros haven't taken 13. So whether Bobby Jones, I think, may have been 13. Bobby Jones has been 13, yeah, this season, yeah. yeah. Um, I could talk squad numbers all night. What's all right? Well, before we wrap up, then because it's getting dangerously late. What what is your big your the the Stockport County squad numbers mismatch that boils your piss the most? I know what mine is already. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'll go with this one. But do you remember oh um, five oh six? Obviously, we stayed up against Carlisle. Um, the running Jim came in, replaced Turner. Everyone knows what happened. Signed a big, big center half. Don't know where he came from. Maybe Carlisle. It wasn't Carlisle. Dave, big Dave Baharrell, center half. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was number 10. He was a center half. He was number See, 10. See, that's that chimes with mine then because mine is John Hardiker wearing number 10. Although yeah. the goals against City, you can almost, I can almost forgive like the first two goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Matty McNeil, I know he was converted to a centre-half, wasn't he? Um, mm. But he also had squad number number 10. Because um, we used to... He, we bought him as a huge, very effective target man. Yeah. But then Jim used to play him at the back quite a lot. Um, and he was number 10 as well. See, it's, a target man's not a number 10 for me. It's not as upsetting as some of the others, but... A target man of number 10 now. It's actually number nine, mate. Or a 19, as Kyle Wotton showed last season. Maybe this has got the bones of um, an episode for the podcast. Like, the most I, mismatched... I, um, I was hoping it would. Quad number 11 of all time. But, right, we're, we're getting on that. That's 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 going to be the second episode, that is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but does, does Danny Lloyd wearing number three count? Because that was in the National League North when it was 1-11. to 11. And that, that, that was upsetting. Yeah, we've had Adam Thomas at number two. I know he's done that. Mm. Like Matty Warburton has worn pretty much every number we had. Everyone associates him with a 10, but he was an 11 at times. I think he, yeah. was, an, he was an 11 at Yeovil. Mm. Um, so there we go. Do you want to, should we, do you want, I'm, I'm kind of going to have to extend the quiz now for when we do it. But do you want one of the questions just to kind of, See where you yeah, are. Yeah, go on. Go on. Nice little, nice little palate cleanser for the end of the evening. Okay. Um, quite like this one. Which one to use? I've got a whole spreadsheet full of questions. Yeah, lovely stuff. I'll, I'll give you two questions. See how you see how you fare. True or false? 
excluding penalty shootouts, Alan Armstrong never scored a penalty for us. I, I think that's true. So you don't think he scored a penalty for us? I don't think he did. I, I, there's not a single one that I can picture. I can't picture a single one. Incorrect. He scored one for us in a 5-1 win against Millwall, January 97. He scored at Cheedland. He did! I literally he... just watched that back like a week ago as well. He did. Um, okay. And multiple choice. Multiple choice. Um, which ex-player's middle name is Roosevelt? Is it James Spencer? Lee Todd. I hope it's Lee Todd. Is it James Spencer, A.D. Mike, Tess Bramble, Jason Lee, or Martin Nash? Oh, so Martin Nash, you've got the Canada-America thing. Oh, this is... All... I'm, I'm going to go A.D. Mike, you know. So you think it's, it's like A.D. Of... Roosevelt Mike? Yeah, he sounds like it's like a madcap fucker. We have something like that going on. Not James Spencer? No, that's just silly. From his pickup truck. <laughs> it is AD Mike. It is AD Mike. Mike. I've got a whole round of those. I've got a whole round of those. Oh, this is good. Oh, me and Silo Mass are going to have a whale of a time. Well, Silo Mass is. I mean, I could sit here all night doing this, but I won't. I won't. So it's, kind of, so it's the kind of questions that you don't know the answer to, but you almost do. And you will doubt yourself on a lot of them when you're giving the answers. Like the Alan Armstrong one. It's like that's my favourite. I, I, yeah, I still can't. Yeah. I still can't believe I forgot about that Millwall game. Having yeah. just watched it back as well, few so, myself. Well, there's more of that to come. There's more of this to come next week. We'll be back eight o'clock next Wednesday with reaction to. Got the Altrincham game. Are you going to Altrincham Saturday? Um, don't know. I've got two kids on my own. So do I just not bother and have an easy life, or do mm. I take a three-year-old and a five-year-old to the game on my own? So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I say I will, but in reality, we'll probably just sit at home and watch Matilda again for like the eight times. Due to rain as well. Are, yeah. are you on the Bluey hype? Are you, are you all over Bluey? We've done Bluey. We've got, um, we've got here, we're big fans of Octonauts in this house. So we've got awesome. Dashy and Quasi here. Um, what's Otis into? Spider-Man and the Paw Patrol film. Not the series, just the film at the moment. It's a film. It's a purist. Uh, and Ada... Is into like these baking shows that are on Netflix, like where they bake, like are they cakes or are they things that look like cakes? So if like, oh, I've seen that. Cake, like she loves it. Um, That's addictive. Telling that is, I saw it on Gogglebox and was hooked. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, so I might just, well, obviously I won't do this for anyone listening, but I'll just leave them at home in front of the iPad and watch the game. I'll <laughs> yeah, be fine. Yeah. If, if if people see you out and about at the game on Saturday now, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, oh, asleep, yeah. having a nap in the having a nap in the corner. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm contemplating Chester Tuesday night as well, which is no, not doing. I'm, that. I'm, I'm done with Chester. Been there multiple times. I think I'm in Leeds anyway for work next week, so I'm not yeah. driving from Leeds to Chester to go back to Leeds. Um, sure. And if we got, I mean, it's that weird Huddersfield like. Three day game at the week on the Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's that's covered up, and then it's um, there's something there's something at Stockport Town. I don't know if it's this weekend, but it, I think yeah, I think it's this Saturday. But it'll, it'll be just youth youth, youth players. You'd imagine. Uh, 
Yeah, to be honest, I don't think I've been to a home preseason game in about. I've not been to any preseason game other than Spain and mm. Ultra in about twenty years. I don't tend to not bother with them. Um, fun with it, dull. So yeah, I went to the Man the Man City one. Uh, was it two thousand nine? Maybe two thousand eight. Santa Cruz played in De Jong. Oh no, that was two thousand twelve. That was. It must be 2012, and that must have been the. Yeah, Danny Hattersley and John Nolan and everyone played for us. Right. I remember. Um... Oh, no, it mustn't have been then. We played them we when we just got promoted to League One under Jim in summer 2008, and they had a black and red shirt on. And it was just, it was a few weeks before the, like, the, the money arrived, hmm. and they had a Bulgarian lad playing for them. Not you know, that, that that's Roger the one I went to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and he was they were all saying that he was like the new whoever, like King Cladsey or someone. Yeah. Um yeah, that was it. And we yeah, that was just after we'd been promoted. And then we played them in 2012, but it was a city eleven, but it was De Jong and Santa Cruz played, and then a load of you know, kids with squad numbers of like ninety-six and eighty-four and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and still yeah. beat up. Yeah, yeah. I must have gone to both of them then, and then I went to the Fleetwood one. Was it last season or season before? But we had to leave after like twenty minutes because my nephew hated it. He was far too, far too young for it. And that's the story of my pre-seasons. Yeah, no, I couldn't even tell you the. La- I think the last Edgeley Park pre-season I went to is probably like Blackburn in two thousand and four. We wore the yellow away kit. Um, I can't remember going to what. Oh no, Cardiff when Danny died. Been... Oh, oh, I was I was in Canada when that happened. I've got it to miss yeah. that one. Yeah, I think that was probably the last home preseason game I went to. Um, and other than Ulti, because it's five minutes away, don't really bother with away games unless they're in. I only go if it, I only go if I can fly to them, Nick. I only go if I can. Fair travel. enough. First, an approach we can all learn yeah. a lot from. Right, yeah. thank you for joining me, Ben. It's much appreciated. Thank you for and thank right. you to Waggy as well for briefly stepping into yeah. Rusty's shoes before finding that they were full of piss and slipping them off and doing something infinitely better with his evening. So we'll be back next week from eight, myself and Russ and guest. And that just about has been a long show tonight, considering God knows what it's going to be like when the season starts. Right, to well, everyone. You are. About three listeners left. Three people tuned yeah, yeah. in. It's, it's, it stayed. It stayed quite high. I'm alarmed by it. This is. I, I kind of want to go all Stuart Lee and be like, "This is what you like." But because of all this compelling forward. back and forth that we've been having, isn't it, Nick? It's just the, the witty repartee. That's this is That's what it. you get. And that these people haven't paid any money for it either. So we should stop wasting it on them. Freeloaders. Yeah. <laughs> Save it for the uh, for the three pound a month crew, not the tight fisted cock munchers, as Russ calls them. Right, bye everyone. Cheers. This episode of the Scarf Begawa War was written, recorded and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. The music on the opening titles was produced by Dan Johnson. Subscribe wherever you get your content, as well as finding out how to join the TSBW fan club. Check out the links in the description or go to all the W's, scarfbegawawar.co.uk. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around... You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus, 
Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.